came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. A man was passing through uh, a circus and he suddenly stopped. He was confused. He seen a whole group of elephants, but they all had one small rope tied around their legs. No chains and no cages. It was obvious these elephants could break free anytime they wanted to, but they didn't. He saw a trainer nearby. He said, look here, why are these elephants, why have they attempted to escape with only this small strand of rope around their legs? The trainer said this, when they are very young and smaller than this, this small rope is enough to keep them intact. So we train them and put these small ropes around their legs. And as they get older, they still believe that the rope can hold them. They've been conditioned to believe that they can't break free. The man was amazed these gigantic animals could break free at any time they wanted to, but they were stuck right there because they believed they had to be. Just like the elephants, how many of us are going through life believing that we can't achieve something, we can't get to a certain place, we believe something is holding us back and it's all in our mind. Because we see other people failing that we think we can't do it. Because we hit some hiccups and some bumps along the road, we think we can't succeed. But in the process of getting to our purpose, we have to believe in two things. God and ourselves. Yeah, yeah. You got to believe in God and you. If you doubt either one of those things, you're not getting to your destiny. You have to believe in that. So here we are today in the Gospel of Mark. The Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke are the Synoptic Gospels. That means similar. They tell the same story about Jesus' life. John is something different. They just say it from different points. They all give their own view of what happens. But the stories have a lot of same stories in them, a lot of similar stories. So in chapter 5, we found our Messiah is on the move. In the first 20 verses in chapter 5, Jesus is dealing with a man that's demon-possessed. He's dealing with a man that's full of demons. And the Bible says when Jesus approached the town, the man's full of demons. He saw Jesus and went to worship him. Y'all missed that. It's cool. Uh, I know we're talking about purpose. And I know we're talking about what God has for you and getting all that. But don't make no mistake. You're not getting none of that unless you learn how to worship Jesus. I'm, I'm a preacher, not a motivational speaker. you got to learn to worship Christ before you get to what God has for you. So the man is full of demons, y'all. And the brother has so many demons in him. Jesus says, I'm casting you out, but what is your name? And the demon says, our names are legion, meaning we are many. So the brother has so many demons in him, they name was many. That's a trip, y'all. But the, what messed me up about that is that it still didn't stop him from coming to Jesus. He's full of demons. He's tripped out. He's crazy. You read chapter 5 at the beginning. I ain't got time to cover all today. But he's tripped out. He's crazy. But when he saw Jesus, something in him ran to Jesus and worshiped him. So if Jesus can cast out this man's demons, you don't think he can't get rid of your dummies in your life? Understand who God is. The man is struggling and dealing with these issues. So Jesus comes, heals the man, delivers him. So now what happens? Because this man had many demons. He had been seen crazy all around the area. Now, so naturally, Jesus' fame grows. Everybody starts to know who Jesus is on another level. So we pick up in verse 21 and it says this. Now, when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogues came, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell on his feet. I, I love that right there. Earlier, we seen a, de a demon-possessed man who was tripping. He saw Jesus and fell down and worshipped him. Here we are somewhere else now. A great crowd is gathered around. Now a ruler of the synagogue, that is like the church of that time. A ruler in the church comes 
the synagogue, a man named Jairus, and he comes and falls down at the feet of Jesus. I love this. Because Jesus isn't just for dead possessed people, he's for church people too. If you demon possessed, you might need him, but guess what? If you say you need him too, don't get on your high horse with God and save you and deliver you. And now I ain't gotta follow this feet no more. No, no, no. You need Jesus just as much as I need Jesus. Because if it wasn't for the grace of God, I could be the one for the demons. If it wasn't for the grace of God, I'd be sleeping in my grave. If it wasn't for the grace of God, there go I. So don't get on your high horse because you know Jesus now because you didn't know him before. Yeah. So 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 the man fell at his feet. Because the Bible gives us this intelligence. It says this, that every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. So everybody going to have to bow to Jesus at some point in some time. Yes. Even whether you believe or not. My thing is don't make them break your knees. Because uh, uh, everybody going to bow. So don't make them break your knees. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the man comes, the church guy comes, the uh, sinner guy, Jairus. And let's look at verse 23 and 24. It says this. And he begged him earnestly saying, my little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. So Jesus went with him and a great multitude followed him and thrown him. Don't miss this. I'm, I'm teaching a prayer on Wednesday. Shameless plug for Bible study. We call it hugs. Helping you grow spiritually. That's what we call it hugs. We're here to help you grow spiritually. And I'm teaching about prayer. And it trips out because this man's in a crowd. We talked about the posture of prayer this past Wednesday. And this man is in a crowd. He comes to Jesus and the first thing he does is worship him. He comes down. He bows down and begs earnestly. He didn't come up to Jesus and say, hey, I need you to fix my problem. You, you, Jesus, I need you to do this for me. Jesus, I need you to do that. Jesus, I need you, I need you. No, no, no. Before we got there, he came and bowed down at his feet. He worshiped, and then he begged him earnestly. We get mad that God ain't answering our prayers because we come with our wish list and don't come with a worship. Come to the worship first. Come thanking him for his goodness and grace and mercy. Come thanking him he kept me alive. Thanking that he's provided, that he gives me breath, that he's done all these wonderful things. And then we can get to my prayer list. Jairus knew something. He came and said he fell down at his feet and began to worship. So Jesus is walking, and the best example I can give you, this is probably for my 35 and over crowd, that, that, that Michael Jackson, when he used to go to foreign countries, and he would walk, and all the children would be around Mike. It would be thousands and thousands of kids, us that seen that. So that's what it would be like with Jesus. His fame was amazing. Everybody, cloud, crowds, thousands of people would cling to Christ. So he had a great deal of people around him. And let's look at the Bible. Verse 25 says this. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. Wow, wow. We see a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years. Uh, and anybody knows this, that 12 years is not a little bit of time. 12 years is some time. Uh, there was a movie called 12 Years a Slave, and I bet that 12 years felt like eternity for that man. Amen. That 12 years is a little bit of time. So so 12 years, she's been having this issue. And we got to be careful here because on our way to purpose, sometimes issues arrive to us. And they can last for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The doctor can give you a diagnosis you ain't ready for. Yeah. The, the job could be tripping and giving you all kind of headaches and hell. Uh, they could lay you off at any given time. Uh, you might just get some bad news, a bad report. You never know what might happen. You've been waiting seven years, several years for this dream to come past, and it still hasn't come to fruition. So on your way to purpose, sometimes issues will arise. Look at verse 26. And she suffered many things from many physicians. It's rough when people that are supposed to be able to help you can't help you. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a tough one right there. The ones that are supposed to have it together, 
the one that is supposed to know what to do can't even help this woman. And then the Bible has the audacity to say this, that she didn't even get better. She got far much worse. So not only are the people supposed to be helping me, they're supposed to know what they're doing, but now I didn't get far much worse. That, that trips me out because the Bible is tri it trips me out because this part of purpose, sometimes it gets us to the point that we don't go to the right people to try to fix the right situation. We think people can handle it, but they can't really handle it. We think they got it, but they really don't got it. So when we've done all we can do, instead of getting better, sometimes it gets worse. So on the way to purpose, three things you're going to have to do, check this out. Classify your crowds. Who are you walking with? Who are you hanging with? Classify your crowds. Appraise your advisors. Who are you taking advice from? Who is speaking into your life? Who is helping you? Who is who, who's getting you to the next level? And then you got to evaluate your experts. Because somebody might be good for this person, don't mean they're good for you. Amen. You got to look around and see what's going on. The lady gave all she had to the people she thought could help her. And we do the same thing. We give all our time to people that can't even help us. We give all our money to people that can't even help us. We put all our trust in people that can't even help us. And then we get worse and they know where to be found. It is amazing that when we are when we get worse, the people that are supposed to help us are nowhere in sight. But we've gotten worse in our feelings. So our breakthrough gets delayed. Why? Because we invest too much in the wrong people. Yeah. Our breakthrough gets delayed. It doesn't get to where it needs to be. And, and I've been talking about this 100-day challenge, and I'm about to start tomorrow. I'm, I'm excited about it. Uh, this is 100 days into 2020. It's the first time I've ever done something like this. But 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 but, but to, to get to where I need to be, it's some things that got to happen in 2020. Yeah. I can't wait to 2021, and I can't wait to 2022. Good. It got to happen in 2020. I believe God got a destiny. Yeah. Got things for me. Yeah. I can't wait another year. It has to happen. So what am I going to do? I got to take inventory of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My thing is, I, I talk to y'all, three things to commit to that I'm going to do for the next kind of days. Three things I'm going to commit to. And the three things I'm going to commit to have to make me what? A better husband. A better father. A better pastor. The things I'm going to commit to. What are you going to do? And then I got a list of things I'm going to do every single day. Why? To get me where I need to be. Because in order for me to get to where I need to be, some things have to stay in 2019. Or I'm not getting where I need to be in 2020. So I have to take inventory of my life. So, so I love this. The Bible gives us a glimpse as to what's going around in her life. It, it says this in verse 27. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garments. I should even get to verse 28. Y'all miss y'all shout, but it's cool. Um, um, when she heard about Jesus. Y'all ain't got it yet. I'm saying it again. Let me just shout. When she heard about Jesus. She came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. I wish I had some people that heard about Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I heard he was the son of God, something changed in my life. When I heard he was the lamb slain, something changed in my life. When I heard he died on the cross, something changed in my life. When I heard he rose two days later, something changed in my life. I ain't never been the same. So when you heard about Jesus, what did you do with the information you heard? Did you sit on it or did you do something about it? Uh, 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 uh. She, she, she knew he had just healed a man that was demon possessed. The story's going around. Thousands of people are everywhere. She knew that a man just got healed. So she knew. So she said, look here. He in my region. I can't waste no time. I got to go see what's going on. Yeah. And, and this right here is going to help you get to the next level. I promise. It's something real deep. It's something super spiritual. Check this out. Um, do something about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This, this is deep. It's going to get you somewhere. Do something about it. 
uh, uh, Fizzle, one of my favorite Christian rappers, uh, I love him. He got a song. He says, if you don't like your life, then do something about it. Uh, you don't like the situation, then do something about it. You don't like what's going on, then do something about it. Could it be the problem reason we ain't getting where we need to be because we don't do nothing about it? Amen. Can we sit there and stay there and don't move? Uh, uh, she heard Jesus in the area. She could have stayed in her house, though. Yeah, yeah, that's it. She could have continued to trust in all the physicians. Yeah. She said, I'm going to fight and get through this crowd. I know it's a crowd. I know I don't feel good, but I'm going to fight and get to this crowd. Uh, 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 I know with my sick self, with my bleeding self, with my need to be home self, I'm sick and got no business walking, no business moving, but this might be my one shot. I only get one shot to blow in them, and I gotta make a decision. I gotta go somewhere. I gotta go do something about it. And the problem is we sit there and we don't do nothing about it, and then we get back mad when God don't move on our behalf. Faith without works is dead. So the lady says, to do something about it and don't get it twisted. Doctor, pastor, not, not super spooky. Go see your doctor if you need to see a doctor. Because doctors, God gives doctors the wisdom and some intelligence. I ain't spooky. Go see the doctor. I ain't saying don't go see the doctor, but I'm saying when the physician fails, you should know who the great physician is. Uh, uh, when that physician fails, I know somebody that can heal anything. I know a name above all names. I know something that everything got a bad down to. That's what I'm saying. Don't put all your faith in the doctor and don't put no faith in Jesus. Needs help and she's doing something about it. And it trips me out because in about 15, 20 minutes, I'm going to give an invitation to Christ and somebody's going to know they need to be saved and going to want to sit in their seat. Mm. Somebody's going to know they need Jesus. Somebody know they're going through. Somebody's going to give an invitation for prayer and somebody's going to know they need some prayer. And instead of getting out their seat and coming and get what God has for them, you'd rather go back home broken and confused and hurt. How you going to get what you need to be if you don't do something about it? Yeah. God is here to help us, y'all. Yes, so, so, verse 27, I'm going to read it again. When she heard about Jesus, yeah, there we go, there we go, what I'm looking for. Uh, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garments. For she said, if I can only touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Wow. Wow, wow. Sister girl's a trip, y'all. She's going through, she's hurting. And, and she busts through the crowd and says, if only I can touch his clothes, uh, my King James people, the hem of his garment, my old school saints. But, 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 but she says, if I can touch him, that means Jesus has so much power oozing out of him. That he has so much power. She said, I ain't even got to touch him if I can touch his clothes. Yeah. Uh, uh, look at somebody and say, one touch. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's why pastor trying to encourage you every week. I'm trying to make sure that praise and worship high and the sun is on, on, alive for you. Why? Because all I need to know is that if I get one touch from God, everything I'm dealing with can go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, one, one yes from God cancels every no. Yeah, yeah. If I could just get one from God, you got to understand who God is. I just need one yes. Yeah, one healing yeah. and everything becomes a distant memory. I ain't thinking about it no more. I just need one. And she says, if I could just only touch his clothes, I would be made well. Thousands of people around. That means she got a fear of deal with a crowd. And mom through a crowd that was walking through a crowd is tough enough. She bumping people, moving them out the way. Ever like, who is this girl? Who is this girl? Why are you pushing me? She bumps through the crowd, and then she got to go. The hem of his garment at the bottom. That means she almost had to dive, crawl on her knees through the crowd to get what she needed. Did I give you the name of my text? Uh, tell somebody, uh, I'm going in. Uh, uh, I'm going. I can't take it no more. I'm tired of dealing with my issues, my hurt, my pain. I don't care what this crowd got. I got a bus going because I'm going in. I know thousands of people need healing, but I need my healing too. I know thousands of people got the same business I got, but I need my business too. I know thousands of people. 
guess what? We need our daycare too. I got a church all over the world, and I want God to bless them, but I need God to bless them too. You gotta go in there and get in the system in way. She said, I'm going in no matter what. I'm busting down though. Whatever I gotta do, I'm picking them down to get what God has for me. You gotta go and get it. Walk by faith and not by sight. The sister said, I gotta get healed. I gotta bust a move. So I'm tearing this crap because I gotta do what God said do. So the sister went and said, I gotta have it. In this season of your life, don't let anyone stop you. In this season of your life, don't let anyone stop your blessing. In this season of your life, it gotta be what God has for me. And if God said it, then God settles it. If God said it, ain't nothing but the promise of God, but amen. Amen it be. So you gotta go and get what God has. So you gotta go and grab it. And, 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 and verse 29, it says, immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm to yeah. some yeah. there. Yeah. Immediately, you know what immediately means? Right here, right now. No way, immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt it in her body. She was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, Not even who touched me. Yes, thank Jesus got that much power. He said, who touched my clothes? I'm sorry, you touched my jeans and don't touch me, I can't feel it. Uh, uh, you touch my shirt and don't touch me, I can't feel it. Jesus is dripping. Y'all know the God y'all serve is dripping in so much power that they touched, she touched his clothes. And he said, who took power out of me? My God, the God we serve. And, and the Bible was a trip because it said immediately she was healed. And, and, and the difference is, when man was in control, she got worse. She came to Jesus and immediately got healed. When man was in control, she got worse. But she came to touch Jesus and immediately got hell. Well, okay, okay. Uh, anybody ever get to jump in their car? Uh, praise God, praise God. So you gotta, you gotta get to jump in your car. So what do you do? You got somebody you need to jump. You go to their car and you take the, the jumper cables and you hook it up to the working car's battery. You hook it up, start your car, room that car rolling. You take the batteries to your car and you hook them up. Why? Unless you get a new battery. Unless you go buy a battery, you need to jump. So you sit there and wait and let the power from that car come yeah. to your car for a minute. Yeah. And once it's done, they tell you what, go start it up. And you can crank it up when your car starts, right? So you hook it up your battery to that car, the jumper cables, take it and give your car, which was dead, was battery. And, and all of us have had jumps and know somebody got one. So my question is, why you got faith in the battery and not faith in God? You don't see the power going through the floors. You don't see the power going through the jumper cables. You don't see it, but you believe it's there. Why you don't believe God willing to work in your life? Why don't you believe you got no power to deliver you, to save you, to heal you, and get you where it needs to be? So, so, so the lady gets hooked up by the power of God, and Jesus turned around and said, Who touched my clothes? It's a trip. And, and then the disciples come, look at verse 31, and they say, The disciples said to him, you don't see this multitude thronging through here. You gonna say who touched you, Jesus? And he looked around to see who had did the thing. See, Jesus knew someone touched him. This was a teaching moment for his disciples. They think Jesus is crazy right now. Yeah. It's thousands of people around here. Everybody touched you. What do you mean who's touched you? Everybody's bumping and pushing and trying to get close to their hands to the Savior. It's thousands and thousands of people. And you gonna say who touched you, Jesus? That don't make much sense. See, Jesus said this. Jesus knows this. There's no way to know who touched you, but her touch was different. 
Yeah, yeah. No way to know who touched him, but her touch was different. He said, I felt power go out of me. And all these people were in the presence of Jesus. Trust me, I was letting Thomas. All these people were in the presence of Jesus and touching him, but only one person got what they needed. It's thousands of people that are touching him. Everybody touching and feeling, yeah. but they touch him for the wrong reasons. Yeah. What are you touching him for? Yeah. Are you believing he can do it? Yeah. See, her touch was inspired by faith. What is your touch inspired by? You had thousands of people, and you can't tell me we in a room that ain't got thousands, but I know all of them got some issues in here. Yeah. So if thousands of people around, I know people had issue after issue after issue, and they could have got healed, could have got set free, could have got delivered, but they wasn't touching him for the right reasons. So it wasn't who touched him, it was how they touched him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many of us are like the people in the crowd? We need the breakthrough, but we're not getting it because we're not securing our faith. This woman says, I'm going in no matter what happens, I'm going to get what God has for me. I don't care what nobody say. Uh, and the reason we don't get it because one minute we believe, and then one minute we doubt. Yeah, yeah. One minute we want God's word, next minute we want the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Bible says that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So you got to make a decision. If you're going to go for God, you got to go all in. He ain't saying you ain't going to make no mistakes. He ain't going to say, he ain't going to have to help you along the way. But you got to make a decision. I'm all in. So Jesus, so she she, she, she didn't fell down on the ground. She she, she tripped out. She, she, she checked it. She's like, oh my God, I know I'm healed. But then she becomes fearful because she's like, you know it's me. He asked and I felt it. So she goes ahead and tells Jesus what happens and everything. She tells him, I touched you with me and all your, all your power came out of it and healed me. And let's look at Jesus' response to her. Verse 34, he says this. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Wow. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. If the lady didn't make up her mind to do something, she would have carried that affliction to her grave. What are we going to carry to our graves if we don't make up our mind and do something about it? What are we going to hold on to that's been holding us back so long that we don't make a, a decision in faith to do something about it? We're going to carry it forever. Wow. Help us, Lord. There were some other people in the story, right? Yeah. Was it, am I tripping? Okay, I thought it was some other people. Uh, look at verse 35 real quick. And it says, while he was still speaking, someone came from the ruler of the synagogue's house and said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? Wow. The lady has came and she has got her healing. And God has blessed her tremendously. Now Jairus is still around watching all this. He wants Jesus to come lay hands on his daughter. But this lady come and gets healed just by running up on him. So, so, so this is a trip. Because I came, I saw after Jesus. I came bowed down ready to worship him. And, and, and before I could even get my request in, a lady has came out of nowhere and got her blessing. Yeah. She jumped in my spot and got my blessing, and now what I need, I can't have because my daughter's dead. Wow. Not only is she dead, but the people that came from my house told me, don't trouble the teacher anymore, any further. They said, leave Jesus alone. Don't, don't trouble him any further. It's amazing when God doesn't answer our prayers, we equate that to he doesn't love me. Wow. When God doesn't answer my prayer and give me what I want, uh, why should I continue to trust him? When God doesn't do this one thing for me exactly when I needed him to do it, I stopped talking to him. I stopped seeking him. Man, God, help us. And see, that's why you got to know Jesus for yourself. If he would have listened to them, he would have walked away. You got to understand certain people will kill your faith. Yes, they 
When you can't let it go where everybody got to say you have it, sometimes it'll go in one ear and out the other, praise God. Because they came to destroy his faith. They said, leave Jesus alone. Your daughter's dead. Don't even bother him no more. Yeah. And, and I love this because look what the Bible says. As soon as Jesus heard their words spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. Yeah. Woo. Do not be afraid, only believe. Because bad news comes, sometimes fear comes instantly. When we get bad news, that fear sets on us and it gets on us. And when somebody close to us is speaking a word to us that is not confirmation, not uplifting, it gets fear in us. So Jesus said, do not be afraid, only believe. As soon as he heard the word from the other people, he said to the ruler, do not be afraid, only believe. God has put a dream in your heart. And somebody close to you tells you, you can't do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to tell you that Jesus said, "Don't be afraid, only believe." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be hard, but don't be afraid, only believe. Other people might be better than you in what you're doing, but don't be afraid, only believe. Because if you don't believe you can do it, don't expect nobody else to believe you can do it. You got to be the first partaker of your destiny, of your purpose. You got to believe you can do it. So Jesus took me out. Jesus, so they say this. Uh, you know, your daughter's, your daughter's dead, don't bother the teacher no more. Jesus says, only believe. So, 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 so Jesus only permits Peter, John, and James to come with them. He said, we're about to go to the house, don't worry about it. Uh, we're about to go. I need Peter, James, and John to come roll with me. And, and don't, 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 don't miss this. It's 12 disciples. But Jesus says, I need Peter, James, and John to come roll with me. He only takes three out of the 12. And if you read your Bible, you will see a lot of incidents. It's just Peter, James, and John rolling with Jesus a lot of times. Because everybody can't. When I need to go to certain places. Everybody can be a disciple. But not ever. But, but how far I'm willing to go depends on me. Anybody can be a disciple of Christ. But depending how cool you and Jesus get and how much power you have depends on your personal relationship. So he says, I need y'all to roll with me. And, and first start getting that on the screen. They get to the house and everybody's crying. I know how we do. It's, it's, it's chaos. And death is even kind of crazy when it's a child. So, so this is chaos. Everybody in the house crying. They're wailing. They're going crazy. Everybody is tripping and just it's chaos. So Jesus is looking around like, what's going on? Jesus pops up on the scene and look at what the Bible says. It says, when he came in, he said to them, why make all this commotion and weep? The child is not dead but sleeping. And they ridiculed him. But when he had put them all outside, he took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him and entered where she was lying. So Jesus comes into this man's house, has the audacity to say, what are y'all making all this noise for all this foolishness? She ain't dead, she only sleeping. Then everybody begins to ridicule him and talk crazy and say, what is wrong with him? Uh, and I know uh, God is a healer, and, and just uh, don't get it twisted. I'm not trying to give you false faith, because sometimes God don't give the child back. Uh, we will live in testament of that, amen. Sometimes the child don't come back. So, 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 so let me put a little uh, Pastor George on it, because sometimes we have to birth our dreams. Anybody that got a dream or a goal or something, you have to do it's a birthing process. You got to go to it, it starts in your mind, and it takes months and years and years to get through. So, 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 she's trying to walk in a purpose. Uh, of getting his child delivered. He's trying to walk in his purpose. So that's equivalent to us sometimes having a baby when we have a child. So when someone tells you your dream is dead, it hurts. When somebody tells you your dream is over, it hurts. It puts you in a space and a mind frame. Sometimes of doubting yourself and, and people ridicule you. How are you a single parent? How are you going to be a millionaire? That doesn't make sense. You, you from home. How are you going to have multiple businesses and open up all this stuff? 
You from Paul Strong, how you gonna be the mayor of Indianapolis? How, how you gonna do something like that? You, you, how you gonna make that happen? And we hear people say things, yeah. and it brings our faith down. Yeah. I come to let you know your dreams, if people don't have your dreams, they ain't big enough. Yeah. If your dreams don't scare you, they not big enough. Because if it don't scare me and people don't laugh on it, I can probably do that in my own strength. And I'm sorry, I need a dream so big that when it's all said and done, I can say God did it. That he can get all the glory, and I know he did it. He put together every step of the way. I just followed his plan. I put my hands to the plow, and I trusted him, and God did it. So I have to believe the impossible so God can get the glory. So notice Jesus kicks everybody out of the room except for the three that came with him. And the mother and the father. He kicks everybody out of the house. Everybody has to leave now. House full of people. Y'all leave. And only me, James, and John, and the mother and father are coming to this house. So they go into the room. So to get to your purpose, watch this. Everybody can't go in that room with you. Ah, that's good. House full of people. And they laughing. Jesus said, cool. Y'all ain't got enough faith. I don't need y'all no way. Y'all need to go outside. This is about to handle business in here. If you can't believe about to handle business, I don't need you no around. Killing my dreams. Everybody at the house, but history, the mama and the daddy. Jesus keeps everybody at the house, but history and the mama and daddy. And my question is to you: it, 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 It's how, how how you still got your haters and your daddies around? Amen. Why do you still got your haters and your? Why are you holding on so close to these people? Jesus kicked everybody out except for the three people, the five people that knew he could do something about it. Why are you still keeping people around that mean you no good? You still entertaining these people. Uh, uh, I believe it was Brother Nancy Hustle that said this, that, that if you don't get inspired by your circle, then you're in a cage. Uh, uh, if you don't get inspired by your circle, you're in a cage. So if I got people around me that don't inspire me, they're not helping me get to my destiny, helping me get to my next level, who are not in my position to help me get what I need, y'all locking me down. You ever heard the law of the live? The law of the live, John Maxwell, the law of the live? John Maxwell says this, that, 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 that. With leadership, that if my leadership is a six, I'm a solid six in leader, nobody under me can go above a five. <laughs> Why? Because I'm a six and I'm a leader. The law of the league keeps you under your leadership. Yeah. So why am I going to find me some leadership that ain't trying to be the best they can be? I need some people in my circle that inspire me. It's too many people that doubt me. It's too many people that want me to fail, don't want me to succeed. So I need to look around my group, my clique, and get inspired. See, some of us will never get to our purpose and our destiny because we get too comfortable in that cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we are. We 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 in the room. Uh, 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 we almost done. We in the room, and Jesus said to the little girl, "Talitha kumuni," which means "little girl, I say arise." Jesus speaks a word, and the little girl gets up and arise. And that's all I've been saying to you all along. I want you to realize something that we're trying to get you to your purpose and your destiny, but you got to get up and arise. Uh, I told you all. Uh, Told you that we settle too much and we can't get what God has for not getting up and arising. Because look, the girl took one touch, she spread through the crowd, got one touch, and she got what she she got what she needed and was healed from her issues for 12 years. She got up and arise. See, God knows exactly where you are right now. And you alive, I believe He got you exactly where He wants you to be. But for things to change and get where you need, you gotta make a decision to get up and arise. If I'm gonna get to the next level, I gotta get up and arise. I'm going to have to believe God can do anything but fail. And, and here it is, and I bid you God, but goodbye right here at Vanderbilt Hospital in Nashville, Tennessee. A baby named Samuel Armis was born in his mother's womb. Which, 
to me was still in his mother's womb. When the doctors learned he had spina bifida. That just sounds bad. Yeah. A lot of people encouraged the mother to have an abortion. Jesus. But she refused. Jesus. A doctor said, you know what? I can operate on this baby in your womb. So when doctor operated on the baby while still in the womb, and when he came out, so when he would come out, he wouldn't have the problems he was diagnosed with. So when the doctor went in to help the baby, while the baby was still in a difficult situation, in a dark situation, an undeveloped situation, he said, I can make this baby home. So a picture of the newspaper showed this uh, uh, miraculous thing with the doctor having surgery inside the mother's womb. He made an incision, small incision in the uterus. And, and the picture was called the hand of hope. Why? Because the baby reached out and grabbed the doctor's finger. I don't know if y'all remember, remember that. Anybody remember that? Yeah. Uh, it's a little graphic, but I'm gonna show it to you. We 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 grown here. Uh, and that's a picture of the baby in the having the surgery, reaches out to the mother's hand, the hand of hope. Had surgery in the womb. Uh, do me a favor. This is Sammy, 19 years old, right here. Wow. Yes. In the midst of being in an undeveloped situation, in the midst of being in a dark and hopeless situation, people told the mama you should have an abortion. Why are you gonna bring that baby in the world? He gonna be hurt. He gonna be pain. He ain't gonna be do nothing. But when you bless on purpose, when God has a purpose for your life, and a demon in hell can stop it. Doctor Jesus is right on time. He comes to help you in them dark situations, them undeveloped situations. The still moments when it seems all is hopeless, God comes to make you whole. But you gotta know who the great physician is. When God comes to your life, He comes to heal you and set you free and deliver you. But you gotta walk in it to have it. See, we thank you, God. When we face all kind of problems, he's our great physician. Yes. That no problem has ever caught him by surprise. Yeah. And if we submit to his will, I guarantee he can fix it and give you enough strength to get through it. Because yeah. he's God and he loves you and he created you with a purpose, on purpose, to be blessed on purpose. Amen. You got some praise in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, oh God. We thank you, oh God.